You're listening to episode 2.38 of the Midlife Improvement Project. And on this week's episode, I'm sharing an interview that I recorded with Kelly Nelson back in June of 2023 for the Midlife Makeover Summit that happened this past summer. We discussed some of the ways that I work with my coaching clients, and I shared my take on how adding adventure to your midlife can help you to really get present and slow down your perception of time passing. Let's go. Welcome to the Midlife Improvement Project, a podcast about what really matters as you negotiate midlife. Some might call this time of life a crisis, but I want to introduce you to the idea that it's an awakening. This is a time to listen to your soul, to find your purpose, to reflect on what you really want to do and be in the days you have left here on planet Earth, and then write your own midlife manifesto. You are not less of yourself on the other side of midlife, you are more. This is a time to be celebrated, not tolerated. I'm your midlife wake-up coach, Dr. Peggy Malone. I am a healthcare provider turned life coach who helps women in midlife lean into the magic of being a woman as we head into the second half. I help you to decide where you want to go next with this one precious life and really claim all of your big dreams and goals while caring less about what anyone else thinks about it. After all, if someone is going to be unhappy with your life, it shouldn't be you. I've just passed the milestone of turning 50, and I want to use this podcast as my midlife manifesto. There will be no fading into the background and quietly living out my golden years with the assumption that my best years are behind me over here. I'm just getting started. I invite you to come with me. Listen in each week as I help you to wake up to what's possible for you in midlife as you learn to manage your mind, get curious about what got you here, and get clear about where you want to go next on the way to being an even better you. Let's get after it. Well, hello friends. Today's episode is a recording of an interview that I did in the spring before John and I left for our big epic adventure this past summer. Kelly Nelson invited me to participate in a summit that she created for women in midlife called the Midlife Makeover Summit. And today's episode is that conversation. You might remember Kelly from episode 2.34 here on the Midlife Improvement Project. You can go back and check that out if you like. In today's episode, we cover a lot of subjects, including your future self, your lizard brain, why being selfish is a good thing, and how you can harness the power of adventure and novelty to slow down your perception of time. I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Hello and welcome to the Midlife Makeover Virtual Summit, where we're helping women reinvent, renew, and redefine their lives so that the second half is an epic adventure. I'm your host, Kelly Nelson, and I'm so excited to introduce you to our special guest, Dr. Peggy Malone. Dr. Peggy Malone is a chiropractor turned life coach who helps women over 40 wake up to the magic of being a woman in midlife. She helps you to get curious and then gain clarity about where you want to go next with this one precious life, and then helps you incorporate adventure and play on your way to a version of you. Listen in each week to her podcast, The Midlife Improvement Project, as Dr. Peggy helps you learn to manage your mind as you discover what got you here, and get clear about where you want to go next on the way to being an even better you. So welcome, Dr. Peggy. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Thanks so much for having me, Kelly. Yeah. So before we get going on this, 
why don't we start out by you just telling our audience a little bit more about yourself, what you do, and um, what got you into this? Um, you know, what made you make that transition from chiropractor to midlife mentor? All right. Well, um, I'll start off by saying that I was, I am still a chiropractor. I still see chiropractic patients, but I've moved into more coaching as well. And part of the reason for that is in 20 years of being a chiropractor, what I have found that I love the most about being a chiropractor is the relationship that I build with patients. So adjusting spines is cool and back pain is all right, but I'm more interested in the person and what their dreams are and what they want to do with this life. And I just find that being a life coach really allows for me to dig into that with more time and with more specificity for each of my clients. So that's kind of uh, how I've transitioned into coaching and I love it so much. And I've had a lot of great um, experiences working with women in midlife. Um, I am also a woman in midlife. I'm turning 50 uh, in 2023. And so this is um, an important transition year for me and an important milestone. And so I've been thinking a lot about this time of life and how I want to spend my second half. So of course, I've been sharing it and I want to share it with as many women as possible. Hopefully it will give them some inspiration so that they can like get after their big dreams and goals for what's next for them. Absolutely. You know, that's kind of how I got started in this too, the same way, you know, and it was right around that 50 mark. Um, I'm a little older than that now, but um, yeah, it was right around that mark when I, I was asking myself a lot of questions about, okay, now what, you know, my kids were starting to graduate from high school and leave the nest and uh, my marriage fell apart. That always makes for a, an interesting transition, mm -hmm. but um but it really did inspire me. And I, I I kind of fell into it the same way you did in that I realized the one thing that really gave me um, joy, I guess, the most joy was listening to other people and helping them to find their own kind of journey and, and their own purpose, their own higher potential. And um, I think that that's kind of the same thing I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from you that you're kind of on that journey to do that. Well, absolutely. And one of the things that I know, and you've, you're on the other side of the, of the 50 mark, but I found that at this time of life, it's a time of life when, when stuff starts showing up. So um, life is, as I like to say, life is 50, 50, it's 50% awesome. And it's 50% crappy. And nobody is immune to the crappy. And it sort of seems like as we get into midlife, we're going to see a little bit more of the crappy. And that's been the case for my families and my life in the last few years, we've had a lot of loss. So it's encouraged me to lean more into the joy to lean more into the amazing. Because if we have a second half to go, I want it to be excellent. And one of the things that I love sharing with my clients is that the uh, graph of a human life in terms of self-satisfaction looks like a smile. So what I mean by this is if you think about a smile, when you're in your 20s, everything's pretty good. So the graph is pretty high up there. And then as you get into your 30s, maybe there's a bit more stress. Maybe you start having small children. Then you get into your 40s and now you're dealing with like even more stress potentially, older kids, maybe aging parents. You get to 50 and then not only are you dealing with all the things all at once when it comes to various family members, but then we throw in menopause. So that's at the bottom of the smile. So the beautiful part of this is that it gets better. We're going back up the other side of the smile in the second half. And I'm hoping this is true. Can you give me some positive feedback from the other side of 50 for me, Kelly, please? Absolutely. Yeah, it only <laughs> gets better. It only gets better. Because you know, what happens is you also really get to know yourself better. 
You know, we spent all those years being for other people and doing for other people. And so what happens is once you get to that other end of the other side of 50, now you start really tapping into your own purpose and your own true self. And it's, it's fabulous. But I want to hear more about your, how are you working with your clients? What are you doing? I mean, you have this great podcast um, and you're also um, really, I love how you've tapped into the fun and the joy of it. So tell us more Uh, about that. Well, for me personally, I've always chased adventures. And so it makes sense to me that this is something that women, especially who have been taking care of everyone else for a couple of decades and who have been conditioned to think that their worth is wrapped up in how everybody else is doing. They're focused on other people's needs and not their own. So I really want to encourage women to find time for themselves, to realize it's time for them. And a lot of times we can do that through play and adventure. We can find time to do the really fun things. One of the things that I like to um, share with people is that there really is something about adding adventure or novelty or something totally new that allows you to become a bit of a time wizard. And so what I mean by this is, remember when you were a little kid and it took, it seemed like it took three hours to do a 20 minute drive. And summer holidays lasted forever and everything seemed to take so long. But then as you've gotten older, time just slips away in a second. Like I was 19 five minutes ago and um, in this year, I'm going to be 50. So it's very, it's a phenomenon that most of the adults that I talk to have felt that time gets faster as we get older. So the reason for this, at least one of the theories for this, is that when you're a kid, everything's new. Everything you're taking in is brand new. You're learning constantly. Every stimulus that comes in is brand new. And so your brain has to slow down in order to process all this new information. So time seems to take longer. In our linear understanding of time, it doesn't actually take longer, but our perception of it is longer. So as we get older, everything turns into routine. We pay the mortgage. We like go to work. We like do the same routine. We eat dinner. We sit down. We watch Netflix. We like go to bed. We wake up. We do the whole thing again. Then years and years and years go by and it seems like a minute. So the way that we can unfold time is by fighting back against routine with novelty. And what I mean by that is by adding adventures. So by the way, and routine is not a bad thing. And obviously we, we want to have some routine, but in this specific circumstance, and we're aware of this, as women get to this age, they kind of like bring their heads up for air and look around and go, okay, what in the heck just happened with my last 20 years? And what do I want to do with the next 20? Here's where we have time where we can intentionally decide to do something amazing. What I think that women should do and what I am doing is leaning into the fun and the adventures of things. When you do some adventuring, when you add fun, when you add novelty, time slows down. It allows you to be present. It allows you to focus on you. And there's so much potential for tremendous growth in that. So the examples for me, um, just to give you an example of my silliness with adventure. So my husband and I love to snowboard. So um, we are doing various snowboard adventures all the time now. And then this year, when um, I turn 50, my birthday is in July. So when this airs, I'll just um, had my birthday. And I wanted to snowboard on my birthday. Well, I live in the Northern Hemisphere, and there's not very many places you can snowboard in the Northern Hemisphere in July. So we are doing a five-week vacation to Australia and New Zealand and French Polynesia. And this is something that, in my mind, we could wait until we're in our 70s to do, but I'm not going to be able to snowboard in the same way. 
So instead, I'm going to like take the resource that I have now, which is time and health and some money to do this now and allow for me to get the benefits, like the dividends of the memories of this forever. Um, it'll allow for me to like do all the fun things, create this, this space in time where I can expand time and slow it down for these five weeks while I'm away from my regular life. So that's something that I'm doing. And a lot of people will be like, okay, well, that's great, Peggy, but like, I can't go away for five weeks and I can't go to New Zealand. And I'm like, okay, well, all we have to do to create novelty is do something different. So what I'll tell my clients and my patients is brush your teeth with your other hand. This creates novelty for your brain. Your brain will immediately go, whoa, 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 something's new. And it will slow down. It'll, it'll process it in a different way. So you could do this with like adventures big and small. You could take a different way to drive to work. You could decide instead of after dinner, sitting down with your partner and watching Netflix for a couple of hours, you could just decide to turn the TV off and play a board game or go for a walk. All of these things bring novelty that will slow time down and allow for you to be more present in your life and intentionally decide what you want to do in the years to come. So you asked me what I do with my clients. These are the kind of exercises that I'll do with them. But I always start with the question, what do you want your life to look like? Because a lot of women, no one's ever asked them that. And they've never asked themselves that. So I take the opportunity, especially in midlife, to ask them, I don't want you to be thinking about your kids. I don't want you to be thinking about your parents. I don't want you to be thinking about your coworkers or your nieces or your nephews. What do you want? You get to decide. And then it's pretty awesome to watch women blossom from like really digging in and answering that question truthfully for maybe the first time in decades. I love that. And you're so right. We never think about that. So what is the most um, awesome or the, uh, the, the response that you receive most often? Uh, when I, when like I ask women pause? what they want. Yeah. Do they kind of like just pause and, and kind of think, wow, I, I never really thought about it. Yeah. A lot of times people will be like, well, and I've never thought of that before. I don't, yeah. I don't know. They're, 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 they've constantly been, and, and really we've been conditioned in Western society as women to put the needs of others before ours. And so it seems strange. And it's also um, like, it's just totally counterintuitive for a lot of women to do anything that, that they might consider to be, and here's the word, selfish. So sometimes what I'll do with some of my clients is I'll ask them what happens in your body and what do you think about and feel when I say the word selfish? Or if I was to say to you, Kelly, you're selfish. And almost all of us equate that with something negative. We, we judge ourselves, we bring shame to ourselves. And selfish really just means taking care of yourself. And what I know for sure is every time a woman takes care of herself first, every single person around her benefits. And this is so counterintuitive to so many women. If we can actually encourage women to be more selfish, everybody is gonna benefit from that situation. So I'll have my clients do an exercise where I'll send them away at the end of our call each week. And I'll be like, all right, we're putting it on the schedule, on the calendar. I want you to spend 45 minutes in an entire week, 45 minutes being selfish, which means you're not taking care of anyone else's needs except for your own. And you would be surprised at how hard this is for a lot of women. So no, as I they, <laughs> no, as I wouldn't. you wouldn't, yes, because I get it. <laughs> but it's really neat to watch women blossom as they lean into this and start to realize that they, they can have what they want. And when they get what they want, then everybody else is going to be happier too. 
Absolutely. And saying no is absolutely the most difficult and challenging thing for a woman to do. To yes. say no to other people, to say no to, you know, giving, giving, giving all the time and not ever giving to herself. That's 100%. what I think that we do, you know, and it's so hard to do that. So how do you help women do that? How do you help them get through that and get past that? Well, I start by, first of all, we start with their desire, right? What do you want your life to look like? Then after that, we do an exercise where we tap into the wisdom of their future self. So an example of how I would do this would be, okay, so we know how we are now and we know what we want. There is a version of us somewhere out in the future who already has what we want now. So we want to talk to her. So let's pretend she's two years from now or five years from now. We do a little like meditation and we get inside our time machine and we go into the future and we say, hey, future version of me, tell me what's going on for you. And then you can like really visualize they have what you want. What does that feel like? What, is, what, is they, what are they thinking on the regular? Who are they hanging out with? What activities are they doing? Like really just get really into what it feels like and, and, and how you would be thinking if you were that version of yourself. And then you can ask that version of yourself, what should I do now? So what I often will say to women is, when you ask a future version of yourself what you should do now in order to get to that place, whatever it is that they tell you, and when I say tell you, I mean like whatever bubbles up in your subconscious, whatever knowing all of a sudden shows up, whatever ideas you seem to get out of nowhere, that's your future version of yourself sending a message back through the quantum blanket to what you should do now. And I often say, whatever comes up, you can trust it because it's you and you can trust yourself. So there's something really powerful about getting to that place of really getting inside your future self because it allows for us to bypass our lizard brain. And um, when I say lizard brain, you're probably familiar with this, but this is old part of your brain that's just, its only job is to keep you alive and to look out for threats and to like preserve energy. Like that's your brain's whole job. And a lot of times when we try to add something new or change, your lizard's like, I might die, I might die. So it prevents you from making change. We can bypass our lizard brain by like going out into the future and seeing that it's possible for us to get there and then we bypass the lizard brain by getting that future version of ourselves to send back the messages of what to do now. And so that's an example of what I might do. Then we get curious about what people are thinking on the regular. And we can choose to think any thought we want whenever we want because we're adult humans. And we can decide that if we have thoughts that aren't useful, that aren't serving us, we can decide to replace them with other thoughts. So we do a lot of that kind of work when I'm working with my clients. And um and yeah, it's, it's client led. So whatever there's going on for them during their world, they'll bring it to me each week. We'll talk about what's going on for them. And then, uh, and then we, we move forward. And it's pretty amazing to me to watch women blossom in this way. And it's something for me as a, a woman at this time in life, I'm a product of this product. So I hired a coach a couple of years ago and the brain I have now is much different than the brain I had a couple of years ago. And I'm very grateful for what's shifted and changed since. And I'm happy to pay it forward to the next the next group of women that want to go on this ride. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought up the lizard brain because that's also the, the brain that keeps um, those little voices reverberating in our head. You're not good enough. You can't do this. you got to stop. And, and it's that, that uh, I guess, self-protection that the brain thinks it's protecting us from. But, um, but that is the hardest 
obstacle, I think, to get past is to see over that and to see the beauty. And I love how you put that of, of really reaching into the future and, and visualizing what that future self could be. Um, the other thing that I often will spend a lot of time talking to women about is um, their thoughts about what other people might be thinking. So we, as, as humans in general, but I think especially as women, we spend a lot of time worrying about what other people might be thinking. And as I like to point out to my clients, if we spend any time thinking about what other people are thinking, it means that we've made up some hypothetical story in our own brain, which means it's our own mind that's made it up. So unless that human has actually said the words out loud to us, we have no idea what they're thinking and we're making something up and projecting it back to them. So what I'll tell women is that this is um, something that is encoded in our DNA. So it's very related to that lizard brain. Back when humans were first getting started, there was only tribes of 100 people. So you were very invested in those 100 people. And it was very important to know what that, those 100 people were doing and thinking in order so that the whole tribe could survive. So anybody that was talking about somebody else was important. Everybody needed, you needed to pay attention to what people thought of you or else you might be banished to the woods to die. So our brain still thinks that if I'm doing something in a certain way and Susie Q over there might be thinking a certain way, my lizard brain is telling me I might die if I don't do exactly what I'm supposed to do and if I don't fit into the tribe. So um, I do a lot of work with my clients around what is it that you think other people are thinking? What do you want to be thinking instead? You can decide that they think you're amazing, whether that's objectively true or not. And then you'll show up with different energy, which means they probably will think you're amazing. So we do a lot of that kind of work as well, which helps with confidence, which helps people move forward with whatever goals that they want to head toward. Absolutely. You know, um, I feel like a lot of women have these these kind of inner fears that they they don't even really fully understand that they have them have you experienced that with your clients that there's just certain innate fears that they have that they really don't fully understand but yet it's holding them back from from doing things from doing from being who they really truly are have you yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. And I think that what you're discussing right there, that's like one of the benefits of working with another human like a coach, because sometimes a woman will say something to me and she's saying it like it's a fact, like she's reading the news. And I'll be like, wait a minute, like you just said that. Is that true? And then we like get curious about it. And just by asking questions and being curious, we start to get the bubbles up from her subconscious where some of those fears are hiding that she didn't even know were there. And that's where having somebody to hold space and be curious about what's going on can help you uncover some of those things and give you pretty big great, uh, breakthroughs, um, which will then allow you to be like, oh, I had no idea I was thinking about that. Um, the other place where this shows up for me and for some of my clients is I'll be happily talking just like this or like, you know, going about my business in life. And then I will do, I'll decide to do some journaling. So I'll sit down and I'll start writing. And after 10 or 15 minutes of writing, I'll look down and be like, oh, I didn't know that I was thinking that. So it's just a different way of accessing the brain. So this is why having someone ask you questions or journaling are different sort of little doorways into your subconscious to allow for you to find some of those underlying fears that you mentioned. So it's just allowing to you to have different modalities to it towards growth. 
just like using adventure, um, what I was talking about before, as soon as we add adrenaline to a situation, adrenaline is one of those things that also allows us to be a time wizard. So as soon as you add adrenaline to any situation, your lizard brain thinks there's a threat. So basically your, your lizard brain's like, I need to be on guard. So it'll start taking in as much information as possible. And as soon as it takes us in as much information as possible, now there's more information to sift through, which means your perception of time slows down. So a good example of this is when people have been in life-threatening situations, they'll often describe they felt like time slowed down. And it's real because when you have adrenaline or norepinephrine, which is the neurotransmitter in your brain, it creates this situation where your perception of time is slowed. But we can hack this in order to get more present and to increase time um, in, as an adult by just adding adrenaline. So this is why I like to snowboard. This is why people like to do things that let's just allow for them to like, you know, they have a little bit of um, adrenaline. Like even before I started this conversation today, I felt a little nervous. Well, there's the adrenaline. It feels like time is longer, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell us a little bit more about your podcast and um, what what made you what inspired you to start your podcast and and what is it about what what will the audience find if they go visit and listen to your podcast? So the podcast got started in um, June of 2018, and I started it with a friend of mine, a girl named Jenny, and she's fantastic. And it originally was called the Improvement Project. We were interested in. Um, good habits, routines, self-development, self-improvement. And we just wanted to talk about it because we talked about it all of the time anyway. We would read and read all of the self-help books we, and then we'd have discussions. And one day we were like, we should just record this. So that's how we started the podcast. And then she had a, a young child and he, he needed more attention. And so she stepped away from the podcast and I kept it going. And then just in the last year or so, as I've really sort of stepped into my own midlife transition, it made sense to me that I want to speak more to this population of humans. And so now it's known as the Midlife Improvement Project. So basically, it's for women who are interested in self-development and self-improvement, who are in midlife, who are approaching midlife, who are interested in midlife, and all of the challenges and adventures that come up along the way. Um, a lot of times, it's just me waxing poetic or intellectual about whatever I'm interested in that week or what I'm learning that week or what I've been taught by my clients or what some of my clients are having struggles with. And a lot of times it's me doing interviews with various experts that have something to say about midlife and all of the wonderful, wonderful times associated. So um, I would love it if anybody wants, wants to come and check it out. We're, uh, we're there weekly at the Midlife Improvement Project. Oh, awesome. And we will have links for that below the video. Um, but we're, um, I could talk to you for hours, of course, but we can't. But you do have a gift for our audience. Is that correct? I do. Yes. So I put together a little mini course and it's called a wake up to life 2.0. And basically what it is, is just like, if you sign up for it, you'll get an email from me one time a week for five weeks with a video and a little PDF to fill out, um, uh, just to give you some sort of journal prompts to get your brain thinking about what do you want next in this life? So um, again, it's the Wake Up to Life 2.0 mini course. Uh, and you can find it at drpeggymalone.com forward slash summit. So I put the summit on there so that um, I'll know that this is where you found me. And um, I would love if you would come and check it out. Awesome. And I will have the links for that too below. And also all of your, your links for your website and everything. So everybody can find you. Thank you so much for spending this time with us today. I really appreciate it. 
Well, thank you for having me, Kelly. This is great. Yeah. And thank you all for joining us. And that's it for this episode of the Midlife Improvement Project. Thanks so much to Kelly Nelson for inviting me to participate in the Midlife Makeover Summit. You can find out more about Kelly at kellynelson.com. Remember that you have the power to get really present, decide what you want to do next, and then lean into adventure to slow down your perception of time instead of settling for the fact that life is passing you by. If you get the feeling that I might be your coach and you are interested in learning more about me and my work and perhaps how we could work together, especially as you navigate the challenges and adventures of midlife, come and sign up for my mini course called Wake Up to Life 2.0. I'll send you an email every Monday for five weeks with a worksheet that will help you to get super clear on where you want to go next with this one precious life. Go to drpeggymalone.com forward slash wake up. Also, I'd love it if you would come and say hi on Instagram. You can find me there at Dr. Peggy Malone, and that is where you'll find me discussing my life as a 50-year-old who likes to snowboard, back handspring, and also to encourage other women to find what is fun and adventurous for them in midlife. As usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that were mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's show and you don't want to ever miss an episode, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually listen. Until next time, my friends, stay focused and get after it. Thank you.